I never heard a preacher talk like that. Good.
to be in the house of the Lord. Give the band a big round of applause this morning. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes to just get ready for one Sunday morning, and our sound people have really, really have stepped it up so that we'll have a good praise and worship. And, and I thank God for every one of them, amen, that's helped put this thing together, amen, amen. Open your Bibles if you brought one to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 18, the message of the cross, the series that we're in, why it's so important that, that we stay focused coming this Easter on the cross. You know, we don't believe in a, that, 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 that Jesus is still on that cross, amen? How many hear me this morning? We don't believe that Jesus is still on that cross. We believe that he was crucified on that cross for my sins and for your sins, that we'd have a way to go to heaven. The Bible says, if you believe in him, you shall not perish. If you believe in him, you shall have eternal life. Simple, ain't it? Simple, simple, simple. I love the Lord. He kept it simple for a guy like me, an uneducated guy. I got a 10th grade education. I, I, I think I got a 6th grade education. They just let me stay till the 10th grade. Then they got tired of me and told me, don't come back here. I was telling Colin last night, man, make sure you stay in school. God's, God's blessed you with the, uh, 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 you need to stay in school. I believe in education. How many believe in education? I believe that our kids should stay in school and graduate and try to go to college and better their life. Amen. But I know that school's not for everybody. I know that, that you don't have to go to school to get an education. I, I, I went to the school of hard knocks and got my education. I don't know about y'all, but I went to the school of hard knocks and got my education. I learned a lot of what I didn't want to be and where I wanted to stay. God set me on a new path, and, but I believe in education this morning. Last week, we learned about the Jews and, and God's own people. They didn't receive him. I, I, you say, Brother Mark, what are you talking about this morning? The same people that when Jesus come riding in on a donkey and they were saying, King of kings, Lord of lords, a few hours later were saying, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. The Jews were looking for a savior that was doing miraculous signs. They were, he was doing some, 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 but Jesus was doing all that. He was making the blind see and the lame to walk. He was doing all those things, but they were looking for a Savior. And, and to them, when Jesus died on the cross, that was a sign of weakness. For me, it's a sign of greatness. Amen. For you, it ought to be a sign of greatness. We, we put up that 30-foot cross out there. We, we don't worship the cross. We worship Jesus Christ. But for me, the cross is a sign of greatness, power. At any time, he could have called 10 million angels to deliver him off that cross. But he stayed there for my sins and for your sins. Why? Because he knew you couldn't take it. If somebody's talking to you this morning, distracting you, touch them and say, man, hey, I need to hear this because I might get saved today. I need to hear this. I might get saved. Touch somebody and say, I need to hear this. Somebody you didn't come with. 
That's easy. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says this. The wisdom of God. I know very well how foolish the message of the cross sounds to those who are on the road to destruction. But we who are being saved recognize this message as the power of God. As the scripture says, I will destroy human wisdom and discard their most brilliant ideas. So where does this leave the philosophers, the scholars, and the world's brilliant debaters? God has made them all look foolish and has showed their wisdom to be useless nonsense. Since God in their wisdom saw to it that the world would never find him through human wisdom, he has used our foolish preaching to save all who would believe. God's ways seemed foolish to the Jews because they wanted a sign from heaven to prove it to be true. And it was foolish to the Greeks because they, they believed only agree with their own wisdom. Verse 23 says, So when he preached the Christ of crucifixion, the Jews are offended and the Gentiles say it's all nonsense. But to those called by God, the message of salvation, both the Jews and the Gentile. Christ is the mighty power of God and the wonderful wisdom of God. This foolish plan of God is far wiser than the wisest of human plans. And God's weakness is far stronger than the greatest human strength. How many believe that this morning? Amen. Give God a praise. Amen. So last week we looked at the Jews and this week we're going to look at the Greeks. Then Paul looked at them in verse 22, says the Greeks looked for wisdom. They were the intellects of this day. That's why I asked how many have seen that movie, God's Not Dead, the young man who took a stand for God in that movie. There needs to be more people in the church today taking a stand for God. Not just people hanging a cross around their neck saying they believe, but somebody standing up at work and bowing their head to pray when they eat. Somebody, when everybody else is cussing, they're not cussing. God needs some people to stand up and say, why are you using God's name in vain? That's my Lord and Savior. Could you, let me wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> there needs to be a lot of mouths washed out with soap these days. I see the foolishness that people put on Facebook. They'll just cuss and rant and rave, and, 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 and I just, I don't say nothing. I just pray for them, but I want to put, you retard. You look retarded. But I, I was thinking to myself, I, I was thinking to myself that, that we need more people, more people that are ready to stand up for God. Not just one preacher in Grangerland, but a whole church in Grangerland that would stand up for God. You and me together, we could make a great big difference in this world if we would just take a stand for God. How do you do that, Brother Mark? It starts with our own lives. It starts with you can't help somebody else unless you get that help from Jesus Christ yourself. I had a guy come to church, and they, they, they were on my arena team, and, and they were a bunch of single men, but they were good godly men, but they would take their, 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 their arena shirts, and we used to have a bunch of arena long-sleeve button-down shirts, and they would take those shirts, and after the arena event, they would go out here to the honky-tonk, or they'd go over here to the nightclub, and they'd walk in with their starched cowboy shirts on, and they looked like they were professional ropers or professional bull riders, and it'd say their name here, and it'd say they was on the arena team at Caney. Creek Cowboy Church on the back was a big Lobo and they logo not Lobo but logo 
It was on the back of their shirt, and, 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 and I got wind to that. I got wind to that. Somebody said, Pastor, Kevin and such and such and this person, they're, they're going to the bar after the rodeo events at your church, and they're wearing your shirts right up there in the bar. And I said, how do you know? The Bible said, Judge, not you be judged. But I'm glad I found out, though. I was glad I found out about it, though, because they were not only making themselves look bad, they were making the church look bad. So I went to them, and I said, Brother, what do you think you're doing? You too, I know you're single, I, I know you got, but you need to wait on God to bring that woman to you. I said, you cannot wear the shirt that says Candy Creek Cowboy Church back to the Stetsons ever again. I just told him, I said, you can't do it. I said, you're not going to do it. I said, if you're going to continue to do it, I need that shirt back. But I paid for it. I said, let me give you your money back. They said, Brother Mark, we're just drinking one beer, and we're telling people about Jesus. Well, I, I, I know from a guy who drank a lot of beer, I never listened to nobody tell me about Jesus when I was drinking beer. Come on, somebody. I called those people hypocrites. When I wasn't saved and, and people would come up and they try to preach to me, but their lives were all jacked up, I'd say, man, get away from me, man. I'm not trying to. God is looking for somebody to stand up in this world and make a difference, be different. The Bible says, by your fruits, I'll know you. By your fruits. But Brother Mark, we're just going in for a couple of dances. Well, you know what? You won't catch me going in for a couple of dances. Why? Because I, I know that God has called me to stand up and God has called you to stand up. You may not like it, and I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you like it, but I'm preaching what he told me to preach to you because if you go back in that club, it might be the last time you go back in that club. You might lose your family. You might lose your wife. You might lose your kids. Why? Because one act of sin can cost you an eternity in hell. H-E-double-L. -L. Yeah, I said it. Eternity in hell. Everybody believes that, that everybody's going to heaven. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you, the majority is not going to heaven. It's, it, it's the few that's going to heaven. The few. Look at me. Look at me. It is the few. The majority is not going to heaven. It is the few that is going to heaven. Well, who are you to say that? I believe in the Word, and the Word says that narrow is the way. The Word says stay on the right path, and narrow says finish your race. Don't get off course. Don't lay down. Don't roll down. Don't let the devil have you. I, this is good preaching. If you don't want to listen, it's all right with me. The Greeks. Then Paul looked at the Greeks in verse 22 and said to the Greeks, they looked for wisdom. They were the intellects of their days. They were the Socrates, the Plutos, the Aristotles, the great thinkers. Like the ones in that movie, God's Not Dead, the philosophers. They believed in philosophy. They believed that we come from monkeys. They believed that we come from tadpoles. I know some of you look like monkeys. But you did not come from monkeys. Some of you look like tadpoles, but you did not come from a tadpole. I might look like a monkey in a tadpole myself. But I know who made this earth and everything on it. I know who made this earth and everything in it. I know that he made Adam and he made Eve, and that was the first couple. Socrates says the secret of success of society is education. If we can just give everybody a good education, 
then it must follow that the world will be a, a better and better place. Now, that sounds familiar. We've all been told over gener generation after generation that the world just needs education, education. Well, I'm all for education, but now they've taken God out of school. Now they've taken God completely out of school. Yes, we need education, but, but we need more education about Jesus than we do about World War II or World War I. Education will solve every problem, they say. The, the Greeks were that kind of people. Education will solve everything. All we need is more education. Mankind will be better and better. But we, we, we got some educated people in this world right now. But this world's going to hell really fast. You turn on the news, we got some educated people putting out the news. But the news they're putting out is a murder here, a killing there. A home invasion there. We need more education, right? Let's, 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 let's lock these people up. Let's get them educated. And let's send them back out. Yeah, they come in for education, a lot of them, but they don't get the right education. They come in, they get, they, 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 they're not getting the right education. I think that if you get locked up, you should learn about Jesus. I think if you get some time, you ought to hear about Jesus. I think, I think that that would change this world. I was watching the first 48. Anybody ever watch that show? I was watching the first 48 where they try to serve, they, they try to solve a murder in, in the first 48 hours. That's how long it, if you don't, they say if you don't solve it in the first 48 hours, it, you're probably never going to solve it. I was watching that show the other day, and this guy had got released from prison, and they put him in a Christian halfway house, but he said that he was a devil worshiper. They should have picked up on that before they let him out. They should have been educated. They should have picked up on that. The Bible says, choose this day who you'll serve. I believe that they need to be more education in this world about the Lord. I believe it's okay to go to church on Sunday morning. I believe that the majority of the congregation that's in here today ought to go on Wednesday night and Sunday night too. I come from an old-time Southern Baptist pastor, and he believed you ought to be at church every time the doors are open, and I believe that way too. Some Sunday nights I walk in here, there might be 30 people, there might be 60 people, but I believe on Sunday morning there's 350 people. There ought to be 350 people on Sunday night, Sunday night church. You don't have to believe that way, but I believe that we need more education about Jesus. Where do you get that? You get it at church. You get it by listening to praise and worship music. Get her by listening to good testimonies about where God's brought people from. How many believe that God's power is real this morning? Socrates said the secret of success in society is education. If we can just get everybody educated, then we'll have a better society. The problem with that is there's still sin out there. You can educate people to death, Josh, but if you don't get sin out of their life, this world's still headed nowhere, and so are those people that are still sinning. People think they can sin and do whatever they want to. Jesus came to this earth, walked among men, died on the cross, rose again. But to the educated, that seems foolish. That seems too simple. And there are people who think that way today. I, I went and got my car washed over at Lopez's the other day, and I got to talking to this guy about Jesus, and he said, I'm not a religious person. I said, really, me neither. I'm not a religious person. I believe Jesus is alive. I believe he's real. I believe I'm in a relationship with Jesus Christ. I believe that he's my father and that I'm his son. I'm not a religious person. Religion will get you straight to hell. 
It's entering into a relationship, believing in Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior will save your soul from hell. He said, well, I'm not a religious person. I, he said, I, I wasn't raised that way. There's too many hypocrites out there. There's too many. I said, that's true. That's true. There's a lot of them out there. But there are some good, solid people that trust God, believe God, follow God, serve God. Did you know that you can look, you can look for flaws in anybody? I got them. You don't have to look far. I got them. People say, Pastor Mark, why are you so successful? I say, I put all my junk out there. I got mad on Friday and went off on the coaches at the school. I did. I was madder than a son of a gun. I was mad. I was like, your job is to bring them kids up and bring them to the light. I was mad at them coaches. I said, I know you're a preacher. I'm going to call him. I did. I was mad. 30 minutes later, I was repenting. Lord, forgive me of my anger. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm not perfect, Lord. I know my guardian angel. She looked like this all the time. Oh, Lord, here he comes. Oh, Lord, here he comes. Here he comes, Lord. Here he comes. What are you going to do next, Lord? What are you going to do next? He had to give me two guardian angels, one for the front, one for the back. Yeah, I, I slip up sometimes. I, I lose my tempers, but I haven't lost my way. See, the way to Christ is simple, but the Greeks, they thought it was, was too simple. We need some more understanding about this. We need some more knowledge about this. Their, their, their ideas of salvation was different. So the Greeks looked at the cross as foolish. They didn't think that anybody could be born of a virgin. How many believe that Jesus was born of a virgin? They thought that was foolish. Every one of us in the church... Close your ears, teenagers. Know what it takes to make a baby. So they didn't believe, they didn't believe that Jesus would come from a virgin. That didn't make sense to them. I thank God for faith. Come on, somebody. I thank God for faith. The Bible says that Jesus was born of a virgin, conceived by the Holy Spirit to come to this earth for my sins and for your sins. They say that he who knew no sin came for my sins. I thank God for that today. The reasons that they don't believe is because they didn't think God could become flesh. Reasons tell you that the Almighty God will not allow puny men to nail him to the cross. Reasons tell you that when a man dies, he cannot be resurrected back to life again. None of that makes sense. So the Greeks looked at the cross as foolish. They also had a different concept of salvation. The Greeks believed that all souls are immortal. Therefore, when you die, you will automatically, if you've been good, you'll go to God. If your life was good enough, you'll stay with God. But if it wasn't, then you'll be reincarnated into another body and get a second chance. Yes, that's the way they believed. If you worked hard enough, you lived a great life, you were honest all your life, uh, you were actually uh, perfect. Is there any perfect people in God's house today? No. No. But the Greeks believed if you was perfect, then you got to stay with God. If you weren't perfect, we're going to put you in somebody else. You might be white this time, next time you're black. You might be black this time, next time you're Mexican. You might be Mexican this time, next time you're Chinese. You're going to keep going until you get it right because nobody goes to hell. Nobody goes to hell. Nobody goes to hell. We live in that same world today where people think 
that nobody goes to hell. Brothers and sisters, if you believe in the cross, now pay attention. If somebody's moving around you, tell them to stop. If you believe in the cross, you better believe in heaven. You also better believe in hell. The Greeks believed that everybody got a second chance. Everybody. If your life wasn't good enough, then you, if your life was good enough, you stayed with God. But if you weren't, you were recarnated into another body and you got another chance. And guess what? You just kept trying until you got it right. Then finally, everybody gets saved. Nobody's lost. You just keep being reincarnated until you get it right. They didn't need a Savior because they thought everybody was going to be saved. I hear that a lot, too. Now, pay attention. I hear that a lot, too. Oh, he was a good guy. He was a good guy. He got saved. He never stepped foot in church, but he was a good guy. He got saved. Oh, yeah, he was saved. He was saved. She was saved. She was ugly to everybody in the neighborhood, but I know that she got saved. Brother, there's only one way to be saved, and that's through Jesus Christ. I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot, that everybody's saved. A womanizer who cheats on his wife, who, 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 who belittles his kids, who, who cares only about himself. He lives to be 54 years old. He cusses. He, he drinks. He does drugs. He hates people. He hates life. He hates his wife. He beats his kids. Nobody's ever seen any good thing about him. But on the day he dies at 54 of a heart attack, people say, oh, he was a good man. How many have heard that sermon? I don't want nobody to stand up and say I was a good man. I don't want them to stand up and say I was a saved man. I was saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. That ought to be your prayer too. You don't not have nobody stand up and tell what great man you are. You ought to have somebody stand up and say, on February the 19th, I gave my life to Je I know them. I was with them. They were in the blue chair next to me. They gave their life to Jesus Christ. I was at the altar when they come. They come down. They asked me to lead them to Christ. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know that person believed in Jesus and was saved. But the Greeks, they believed that everybody got a second chance. If you, if you, if, if you were living right and, and you made a couple mistakes, that's okay. You don't have to ask God to forgive you. You just get another chance. They just put a slip and slide in. You get another chance. You get another chance. Oh, yeah, you murdered somebody? That's no problem. We'll just give you another chance. We'll throw you back. Oh, yeah, you, we'll just put another slip and slide in. You get another chance. Uh-huh. You worship the devil, yeah. You played with black magic. You never accepted Christ. We're just going to put you on a slip and slide, give you another chance. Brother Vic said that thing would hold me. He was telling me the truth. <laughs> I'm not going to believe that way. I'm not going to believe that way, and I'm not going to take a chance with my salvation to believe like that. Because how, how, how come you know, Brother Mark? Because the Bible says that there are going to be no drunkards, no haters, no liars, no murderers, no thieves in heaven. And where I'm going is heaven. I'm not going to a place where 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 the Bible says absence from the body is presence with the Lord. And watch this. Watch this. Listen. Well, the day that you die, you will stand in the very presence of Jesus who died on the cross for your sins. On the day that you die, you not no listen to me. I don't I don't know what religion you believe, but I believe in the Bible. And the Bible says, on the very day you die, it says, absent from the body, when this spirit leaves this body, I will stand in the presence of an almighty God.
And I will give an account for every sin, every word spoken, every time I made a mistake, every time I did something I wasn't supposed to. I will give an account, but I'll be standing here. Stand up, Brooke. You play Jesus. I don't think Jesus is a girl, but I'm going to have her stand here. I'll give an account to Jesus for everything I've done. And then he's going to look in the book. Pay attention. He's going to look in the book, Rayford. And he's going to see if my name is there. And it's going to say on Father's Day, Mark Grimes gave his life to me. And he's going to turn. He's going to turn to God. Because it's the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He's going to turn to God and he's going to say, let him in. He belongs to me. Thank you, baby. Now pay attention. Pay attention. Stand up for Same thing will happen. Same thing if your name's not written in the Lamb's Book of Life and he's searching for your name. And you've never prayed and asked Christ into your heart. This is so simple. Grasp it. If you've never asked Jesus to come into your life and mean it and change and be born again and saved. He's going to look for your name. He's going to look for your name. And I think like this because I'm simple minded also. I believe as he's looking for your name, he'll know whether it's there or not. And Mr. Justice, there'll probably be a couple of tears coming down his eyes. When he has to say this for all those who don't get to go to heaven. He'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. And then he'll say, next. 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 I want you to know today that the message of the cross is real. And the Jews believed. The, I didn't tell you to come back. Stand over there, son. The Jews believed. The Jews believed. The Jews believed in that 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 it was it was just a, a they needed a savior that was stronger. They needed a savior that was more powerful. They needed a savior to overthrow Rome. They were looking for signs and miracles and wonders. And then the Greeks believed that you just got another chance. Come back up here. Come back up here. Come on, hurry up. Come on. Slide down that slide for me. The Greeks believe that you just get another chance. Go back over there where I told you to go while I go and stand. The Bible don't preach you get another chance. Watch, watch. The Bible says your chance is this morning. The Bible says right now is your chance to give your life to Jesus. The Bible says this morning, don't wait. The Bible says nobody knows that we're not promised tomorrow. I might get out of here today and take my last breath. I might take my last breath before I get out of here. I was preaching one time, and, and a lady right here on the front row, she dropped out dead, didn't have a heartbeat, didn't have anything. Right here where I'm standing, she was out. She was out cold. I was just a young minister. I think I'd been here one or two months. I'd never seen anybody in my life have a seizure. She went into a seizure, a, a seizure and then she went into a comatose state. And, man, I got down there, and I prayed for her, and we called the paramedic, and we had to get her in here, and we had to get some help for her. And she came back to life, and, and she lived. Hey, that's that lady lived, I promise you, that lady lived. 
But I bet you she thought just like you. Watch. I bet she thought just like you. I'm going to get out of here today. I'm going to go to Luby's. I'm going to have a piece of pecan pie. I'm going to stop by Hart's Chicken. I'm going to pick up something on the way home. We're going to go by Daddy's on the way home from church. I bet she thought just like y'all that she was going to make it out of here. But the Bible says we're only here like the morning fog for just a little while. If I know that I know that I know, young man, you stay right there. If I know that I know that I know that I know that I, die, I could die and spend eternity away from Jesus in hell, then why don't we give our life to him today? Why don't we give our heart to him this very moment? It's not foolish. It's not foolish. It's the truth. Those who give their life to Jesus, listen to me. Man hasn't learned anything new. We're still sinning the same sin. We're still thinking the same thoughts. We're still stumbling over the cross. We still laugh at the wisdom of God. We still try to do things our way. Michael Byrd, a minister in Australia, tells a well-known American preacher who gave some advice to an Australian congregation. He said, don't tell people about the cross anymore. Listen to me. Be still. He said, don't tell people about the cross an Australian minister told Franklin Graham, Billy Graham's son, he said, don't go around telling people about the cross anymore because they're not listening about that message. It don't work anymore. The message of the cross, it don't work anymore. People don't believe in that anymore. Just tell everybody they'll be all right. Just tell everybody to, to tithe, give some money, God's going to prosper on. They're going to be, don't worry about telling people about the cross. That was, Billy Graham did a good job, but Franklin, you need to do something different. Don't tell people about the cross. It doesn't work. That's why Franklin Graham's crusades are no longer effective. Just tell them that God loves them and that he has a plan for them. Vicki, how many times do we say that to people? God loves you. He's got a plan for you. God's going to take care of you. Why don't we tell them about the cross and tell them to come to the cross and God will take care of them. I think so many times, even as ministers, we get caught up in saying something that somebody wants to hear. I'm not tickling your ears anymore after this message of the cross. After this series of the cross, you will hear me preach about the cross. Who believes in the cross? Who believes there's only one way? And that's through Jesus who died on the cross. Come on, somebody. Who believes that with me this morning? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. That's why he told Franklin Graham, crusades are no longer effective. Just tell them God loves them. He has a plan for them. That was his advice. The message of the crucifixion, the Jew, is ridiculous in this modest, modern world that we live in. So we need to move to something different. Tell everybody they're going to be okay. A crucified message. No, we don't need to tell everybody they're going to be okay. We need to tell them to get saved. We need to tell them to get saved that they're not going to be all right unless they're saved. Hey, I, I want you to go see that movie. I'm not plugging that movie. They're not paying me to plug that movie. If they was, we might make a church up in a week or two because they're making some money off that movie. But I'm telling you that one person stood up and a whole classroom got saved in the movie. Hey, in the movie. 
But if you'll stand up, your whole family could get saved. If you'll stand up, a whole school gets saved. If you'll stand up, the people in the workplace will get saved. I had someone come to me the other day. He said, Brother Mark, do you have any of those towels left, those don't quit towels? I said, I sure do. He, they said, I hung mine up at work, and everybody asked me what that was about. And, and they said, well, my preacher says that we shouldn't quit God because God never quit on us while he was hanging on that cross. He stayed there till he said, Eli, Eli, listen. He stayed there till he said, Eli, Eli, Lashbashah. He said, it was finished. Jesus was hanging on that cross for my sins and your sins. He dropped his head. He said, Eli, Eli, Lasha. It is finished. But he didn't say he was finished. Three days later, he rose from the dead. The Christ who miraculously confronted Saul still confronts us today. Paul was on the road to Damascus killing Christians, sinning, doing whatever he wanted to. And God blinded him right there. Is this the morning that you wake up? Is this the morning that you wake up? Is this the morning that you wake up and give your heart to Jesus? Or do you walk out of here another Sunday not being saved? Choice is yours right now. I can't do it for you. I wish I could. God knows I wish I could. I tell people all the time, I wish I had a magic wand. I could just wave it over every Sunday and people get saved. I just wave this magic wand. I don't have a magic wand, but I do have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Enough to know that he is real. And I had my road to Damascus moment, and it changed my life forever. My name is recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. I know that I know that I know that I know my name is in that book. I don't have to be perfect for my name to be in that book. I just need to serve him. I need to stay the course for my name to be in that book, to be recorded in that book. Some religions believe that that some religions believe that, that if you don't work hard enough or if you make a mistake, that he'll write your name out of that book. I don't believe that way. I believe once saved, always saved. I believe, and it may be it may sound crazy to some of you. But I believe that once saved, always saved. Why do you believe that way, Brother Mark? Because I believe if you're truly, radically saved, we will know, others will know, the world will know. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Does the world know you're saved? Be, be still. Does the world know you're saved? Do they know? That you're saved. Have you been telling them about the cross? Have you been telling them about Jesus? Have you understood what Jesus has meant for you? There's no slip and slide in heaven, brother. This is your one chance. You'll either spend it in heaven, the rest of your life, the rest of eternity, because absence from the body is presence with the Lord. Don't play nothing, guys. Don't play nothing. Don't play nothing. Absence from the body is presence with the Lord. You'll either spend eternity in heaven with Jesus, with maybe your mama, maybe your daddy, maybe the others that's gone on before you. They stood before him. Their name was in that book. And he said, well done, my good and faithful servant. Come on in. Or you'll spend eternity in hell. You make that choice right now. Stand with me right now. You make that choice right now. Stand with me right now. Every one of you stand with me. 
Every one of you stand with me right now. You make that choice. You say, Brother Mark, what can I do to know that I'm saved? You can give your heart to Jesus right now. You can give your heart to Jesus. I'll, I'll make it simple for you. You pray the prayer that I prayed. The one that I believe in still works today. And that's the one that asked Jesus into their heart. So pray with me right now. Others who believe, pray for these that don't right now. It's almost Easter. Let's fill up our baptism water in Easter. If you're here today and you've never prayed and asked Jesus into your heart, pray with me right now. Just say, Lord, come into my life and save me. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. Pray that with me. Say, Lord, come into my life and save me. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. Now say this with me. I know that I'm a sinner. Lord, forgive me of my sins. I will follow you from this day forward. Whatever you want for me, pray this. Lord, whatever you want for me from this day forward, I am yours. You are my Lord today. I trust you with my heart, my soul, my body, my mind. Pray that with me. I trust you with my heart, my soul, my body, my mind. I belong to you now, Jesus. Slip your hand up if you prayed that with me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Keep it up. Eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-two. Oh, God, keep your eyes closed. Keep your eyes closed. Thank you, Jesus, for those. Slip your hand back down. Amen. God bless you. The message of the cross still works today. Heaven is real, and you have made your resting place there with God. By praying and asking Christ to come into your heart, he did so this day. I thank God for that. If you're here today and you need to rededicate your life to the Lord, you've been living wrong. I'm going to say it right. You've been living wrong. You know it. You know it. You know it. You know it. There's no slip and slide in heaven. Your chance this morning is to rededicate your life to the Lord. I'm going to ask them to play for one minute, minute and a half, and I'm going to let the altar be wide open. I'm going to let the altar be wide open. Come make things right with God right now. You know your, your church attendance, your heart, your attitude, your love for the Bible, your love for church. It slipped. It's faded. Your love for God and God's people and your love for the lost has dwindled. Come let God light your fire at this altar this morning. Come right now. Don't wait on nobody else. You come. Say, God, light my fire. My wood's been wet too long, Lord. Light my fire. Set me on fire for you this morning. Come right now. If you want to be on fire for the Lord, come right now. Say, Lord, set me on fire today. I may be radically changed. I'm going to let them play for one minute. Come, whatever it is you need to talk to God about. I counted 22 hands go up. Somebody praise God. Amen.
I'm convinced today that God still confronts non-believers in a way that's hard to understand. But God is not limited to our unbelief this morning. Come right now. They're going to play for one more minute. Come right now. If you need to pray, you need to talk to God, you need prayer. Thank you for the cross, Lord. every eye closed Father as we close out this service we are so thankful that you were here today and that people are going to walk out of here today knowing you as their personal Lord and Savior is why we do what we do at Caney Creek Cowboy Church we know we can't save nobody we know that I know that there's no power in me except for you Lord The one who changed me from the inside out. If you prayed and received Christ into your heart, he will change you from this day forward. And there will be fruits, there will be evidence. You'll be a great woman of God. You'll be a great man of God. Lord, I thank you today for the ones that's rededicated their lives to you also. That they would be so on fire for God. They'll tell others. They'll stand up. They'll tell a coach, man, you got to bring these kids up and, and teach them about Jesus. Lord, I thank you for this day. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Somebody give God a praise. You may be seated. Be seated one more minute. I think we're getting something out of this message for the cross. Come up here with me, young man. How old are you? Tell them, not me. Say it again louder. Say it louder. A little louder. Say Jesus as loud as you can. Say Jesus as loud as you can. Jesus. Man, you sound like a girl. Say it one more time real loud. Jesus. A little louder. If I can get this 13-year-old boy to tell other people about Jesus and not be ashamed of him, he'll spend eternity in heaven with Jesus for the rest of his life. It is not God's will that any one of us perish, but have everlasting life. This little boy belongs to Cooper and Tabitha, and uh, uh, his dad's working in that sound booth, helping out in church. Tabitha helps out. And the reason that they do and the reason that they stay on course and they slip and fall, we all slip and fall, but the reason they get back up and really repent and try to do it right is so that this 13-year-old boy 
will not die and go to hell. Let me ask you this. Have you prayed and asked Christ to come into your life? If you died today, where would you go? You know that for sure. Amen. When did you do that? You did it today. to the family of God. I'm going to baptize you on Easter Sunday morning. You be ready. I love you. Proud of you. Amen. Go down there with your mama.